This is the Calm Living Blueprint Podcast, episode number 14. Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are feeling alone in your pursuit of calm and confidence, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of others all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. At Calm Living, we believe it's only when we stop struggling against our fearfulness and our anxiety that we begin to find lasting freedom from it, to live the lives we want to live. That is what this podcast is about. Come join the Confidence Revolution. Well, hello. Welcome to episode 14 of the Calm Living Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Candace Esposito, the founder of the Calm Living Blueprint. I want to first thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. In this episode, you're going to discover a technique that when used optimally can actually help you create your own reality. Everyone who has achieved great success in life has used this power either consciously or unconsciously. So what is this simple technique? Well, stick around and I'll tell you in just a moment. Before I do, a quick reminder that the show notes for every episode are available on the Calm Living Blueprint website. The show notes include the actual MP3 recording, the transcript of the podcast, any resources mentioned, as well as the home play that I recommend in each episode. The show notes for today's episode can be found at calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 14. And that's the number 14 as an episode number 14. And if you enjoyed the Calm Living podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes. That way it ensures you never miss an episode and you can feel good in knowing that you're helping others find it too. More subscribers means iTunes places us higher up in the charts, which means more people see us. So please help me help more people by subscribing. Thank you. All right, so what is this technique that I alluded to just a moment ago? Visualization. Visualization. Now, I know when the word visualization comes up, some people automatically think, oh, that's woo, that stuff doesn't work. Your head is up in the clouds. And in some cases, you may have a point. However, I'm willing to bet that you haven't done the kind of visualization I'm going to talk about. Okay, I think the key is how you do it and the intention behind it. That really matters. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that in a moment. So if those thoughts are coming up right now, if you're feeling a little resistance to the idea of visualization, that's okay. I would just invite you to check in with yourself. Ask yourself if what you have been doing so far is working for you. If so, that's great. Maybe you don't need visualization. If not, consider coming to this maybe with an open mind. Okay, so let's first answer the question, why? Why visualize? Well, in previous episodes, we talked about thoughts 
and how our thoughts are actually things. Our thoughts are separate from us. They aren't actually us. And therefore, we can get distance from our thoughts and recognize them for what they are, words and pictures. Now, our mind brings up stories all the time, and we have the choice whether to fuse with them, to get entangled in them, in these stories, or not. Visualization, as I mentioned earlier, is a way to take control over the story. You essentially become the story writer, the author. You create your own reality. The fact is, we think in pictures. We think in stories. Okay, so let's use that fact. Let's use this knowledge of how our minds work to our advantage. Visualization itself is not new. Aristotle, Aristotle said that the soul cannot think without pictures. The reasoning mind, he said, thinks in the form of images. As the mind determines the objects it should pursue or avoid in terms of these images, even in the absence of sensation, it is stimulated to action when occupied with them. So in other words, the pictures in our mind impact our life, impact the action we take. We simply cannot think without pictures. Now, you may be familiar with the study I'm going to mention in a moment. It's, it's probably the most popular or cited study when it comes to visualization. And I think part of that is just because of how elegant the design of the study was. It's pretty easy to understand the results. The Australian psychologist Alan Richardson took a group of basketball players and assessed their ability to make free throws. Okay, he divided them into three groups. The first group practice their free throw shooting 20 minutes every day. The second group just visualized themselves making free throws. Okay, so they didn't practice at all. The third group did nothing. They didn't practice. They didn't visualize. After 30 days, Richardson tested them. The first group improved their free throw percentage by 24%. The second group, the ones that just visualized, improved their free throw percentage by 23%. And the third group did not show any improvement at all. So the group that just visualized became almost as good, just one percentage point off, as the group that practiced every day. And they did that without even touching a basketball. Pretty amazing, eh? Another great example comes from the artist Emily Autumn. Emily is a violinist, and she said that her music writing skills were developed by playing Pachelbel's Canon in D mentally every night. She did this to drown out auditory hallucinations she experienced as a young girl. But imagine all the playing hours she accumulated playing in her mind over those years. And now she is this brilliant violinist. The Soviets popularized visualization in sports psychology back in the 1970s. They dominated sports during that period, which led to visualization being incorporated into a lot of sports programs. And then there's Dr. Richard Restak, who is a neuroscientist, and he's done over 15 years of research and authored 12 books about the human brain. And here's his take on visualization. And remember, this is coming from a neuroscientist. 
He says, the process of imagining yourself going through the motions of a complex musical or athletic performance activates brain areas that improve your performance. Brain scans have placed such intuitions on a firm neurological basis. PET scans reveal that the mental rehearsal of an action activates the prefrontal areas of the brain responsible for the formulation of the appropriate motor programs. In practical, practical terms, this means you can benefit from the use of mental imagery. Okay, so in non-technical speak, what Dr. Restack is basically saying is that brain scans show that visualization activates those parts in our brain responsible for carrying out actions. Okay, so those are just a few examples, as well as some scientific validation of the fact that visualization just plain works. So let's look at why visualization works. It turns out that our subconscious mind is completely deductive in nature. So this means that it can work backwards from the end to the means. It excels at reverse engineering. So you don't need to know how to reach a goal at the time that you set the goal. If you program only the desired outcome successfully in this mental computer, so to speak, then your subconscious will take over and help you find the information, help you find the means to carry out the actions necessary to reach your goal. Alright, so a couple of things that I, I want to stress about what I just said. First of all, it's not necessary to know how to get there. You just need to be able to see and feel that desired outcome, that goal for yourself. Okay, you need to know where you're going. The key difference between what I'm talking about here and what a lot of people do in visualizing is what I mean by successfully programming this into your subconscious. Okay, and that's that you see and feel you see and feel it as already having happened, that it's a done deal. Okay, so that's a key difference. You're visualizing it as already having happened, not some possibility, not some wish that may or may not come true. It's a done deal. Okay, that's where a lot of people go wrong, I think, when visualizing. And I think that's part of the reason why some people think visualization is woo-woo or out there. We are talking in realities here, not possibilities. It's happened. It exists already. Right? The second thing I want to point out is that visualization helps you find the information and the means to carry out the necessary actions. You still need to take action. What you need to do and how to do it will become clear because of visualizing, but you still need to act. And that's another common mistake. We're not just visualizing getting rich and expecting a money bag to be left outside our doorstep. You know, it's not magic. So look at it more as a way to optimize how you are using your brain. You're tapping into this amazing ability of your subconscious to help you reverse engineer your reality, to create the life you want to live. You still gotta act though. No way around taking committed action like we talked about in previous episodes. Visualization will help make clear what that action needs to be. Okay, so I hope that makes sense because that's where a lot of people go wrong 
with the visualization. They visualize and that's it. They wrongly think that at that point, they're done. Visualization is a technique that we can use. And it's a technique that a lot of successful people have used. Zig Ziglar, the entrepreneur, famous entrepreneur, has said, if you want to reach your goal, you must see the reaching in your own mind before you actually arrive at your goal. You must see the reaching in your own mind. Dr. Wayne Dyer believes that the use of mental imagery is one of the strongest and most effective strategies for making something happen for you. Claude Bristol, the author, has said that perhaps the most effective method of bringing the subconscious into practical action is through the process of making mental pictures using the imagination. And the psychologist William Jeans wrote, There is a law in psychology that if you form a picture in your mind of what you would like to be, and you keep and hold that picture there long enough, you will soon become exactly as you have been thinking. All right, so we've answered the question why, why visualization is important. Hopefully that has helped get your creative juices flowing and you're starting to see how you can use visualization in your own life. You can use visualization for just about any purpose, becoming more confident, to eliminate stress and worry, to find a new job, to get a promotion, to visualize a perfect partner, whatever is important to you. The only limits are those that you create for yourself. Okay, so let's talk about how to visualize. Okay, so visualization is good. If you're still with me, you're probably, uh, you probably agree that visualization is good, but you may be asking, how do I do it? Well, first, I want to read this quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer that I think will help clarify things. And Dr. Dyer says, To change the way you think about your life and create success for yourself, you need to put your attention not on what you want so much as on what you intend, what you intend to create, what you intend to manifest. When I sit down to write a book, I always have the publishers create a jacket for the book with the title on it, and I wrap it around a book that's already written, and I sit it on my writing space, and every single day, I assume this book is already completed. I think from the end always, and then I allow whatever needs to come through to complete it. That's my secret. Use your imagination to assume the feeling of having your wish fulfilled. Begin with the end in mind. Okay, begin with the end in mind. If I had to sum up visualization in one sentence, that's what it would be. Begin with the end in mind. Because remember, your subconscious is this master reverse engineer. You just need to meet it halfway. Visualize the end point. Really see it, feel it, experience it as if it's a done deal. Allow your subconscious to do its thing. To help clarify the how, how to get there. And then be willing and open to what comes. Be willing and open to take action. And then take the action necessary. The first thing, of course, is to become clear on where you're going, right? Think back to the previous episodes when we talked about values, knowing what matters to you. Let your values guide you. Think about it this way. If I told you we're going on a road trip, what would be the first thought that popped into your mind? You'd probably ask me, where are we going, right? 
So why then, when I ask people the same question about their life, do they respond with what they don't want? Like, I don't want to be anxious anymore, or I don't want to be critical of myself anymore. That's the equivalent of going on a road trip, and when you ask the question, where are we going? I answer by saying, well, we're not going to be in Toronto anymore, or well, we're leaving New York. See how that doesn't work so well? Yeah, great, but where exactly are we going? Okay, and the other thing I want to stress is that when it comes to visualization, believe and know that it's there. Believe and know that the end point, whatever that is for you, is there. It exists. It's already there. So what do I mean by this? Well, going back to our road trip analogy, would you take a road trip to New York if you didn't know and believe it was there? I mean, how many people would have actually hopped on the ship with Christopher Columbus and set sail for New America without knowing? Okay, so you've got your intention, the end point in mind. Next, you experience it as already done. It's a done deal. I think there's another important thing to differentiate. We're not visualizing how to get there. We don't know the steps yet. The steps don't really matter at this point. That will come later to us. Okay, so you need to trust in the process. First, you just need to visualize the endpoint as already done. Okay, so for example, say my goal or endpoint is to make this great speech. Okay, I want to make a great speech. I visualize myself, feel what I would feel doing what I would be doing after I've already done the speech. Okay, so maybe after having made that great speech, I see and feel myself shake hands with some of the audience members. I hear their feedback on how great the speech was. I may call up my mom to let her know how great the speech went. Okay, so I'm visualizing everything that happened after. Because the goal, the end point, has already happened. It already exists. See the difference there? It's a done deal, not just a possibility. A done deal. It seems subtle, but there is a huge shift in the energy of feeling like it may happen versus the feeling of it already having happened. And try to experience it with all your senses. What you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you feel. Really feel it. Experience it in your entire body. Remember what Einstein taught us about time. Time does not exist in the linear world. Time is something man created because of his need to compartmentalize everything. There really is no such thing as time. Right, take a moment to let that sink in. In a universe where time does not exist, everything you are capable of is already here. Right? Where else could it be? But the thing is, you cannot simply visualize something and then sit around and wait for it to materialize in your life. Understand that the opportunity for bringing the visualization into a physical reality is up to you. The physical reality is already here. You just got to take the actions to connect with it. The last needed element to make visualization work is willingness. 
which I alluded to earlier. It's like we talked about in previous episodes. To do what it takes, to take committed action, you've got to be willing. If you are unwilling to take the next step, even though it feels right to you, challenge yourself on that. You know, ask yourself, what is it that I'm unwilling to do? If it truly feels right for you, you'll be willing to do whatever it takes. Now, if it doesn't feel right and you're bumping up against unwillingness, that may be a sign that you need to check in with your goal or endpoint, because maybe it's not really what you want, and that's okay. Our goals, what we want or intend for our life, can change. In fact, it probably will change. So readjust the endpoint, and your subconscious will readjust the how and help you figure out how to readjust how to get there. Create your endpoint or goal free of judgment. Nothing is too absurd for you to undertake. In fact, sometimes visualizing what you perceive to be impossible, the things you think to yourself, I'll never be able to do that, can actually magnify the effects of your subconscious even further. It makes way for plausible ideas. You lighten up, your logic gets shuffled, and your visionary capacity has some room to expand, to explore the plausible how-tos. That's what Christopher Reeve said he did to stay motivated. Christopher Reeve was the actor probably best known for his role as Superman. He had a horrible spinal injury from a horse jumping accident that left him completely paralyzed. And Christopher said in interviews that when he dreamt at night, he always saw himself as able-bodied and free, never in his wheelchair. And I remember when an interviewer asked if that made him sad when he woke up, Christopher said no, quite the opposite. It spurred him on. It lifted his spirits to dream about what was perceived as being currently impossible. Willingness doesn't necessarily mean having to suffer or having to do everything. Often just willingness itself is enough. Okay? And the last key point I want to mention when it comes to visualization is more of a reminder since we've talked about this in previous episodes. And that is that there's no such thing as failure. You don't fail. You simply produce results. Always and only results. Okay, think about it this way. Say you bowl a bowling ball and your ball goes into the gutter. You didn't fail. You produced a result. Failure failure comes in when you buy into someone else's opinion about how you should have thrown the ball. But in reality, you could not have thrown the ball any other way than how you threw it. You produced a result. Okay, so then you have a choice to either judge and criticize yourself or get another ball and throw it towards the pins. Even if you did this a hundred times, you still haven't failed. You just produced a hundred results. So if you want to get a strike and knock down all the pins, you do what it takes to make it happen. You don't do what it takes for your friend or for your family member or even pro bowler to knock down those pins. You do what it takes for you, whatever that is. Five throws, 50 throws, 500 throws. If you want to produce results with visualization, be willing to do what it takes and understand that you cannot fail at being yourself. You can only produce results. Once you've got that, once you understand that, 
the practical aspects, like how long you spend, how often you visualize, don't matter so much. The strategy and principles behind visualization matter much more. Okay, experiment with what works for you. Now, I'm not saying do it once and that's it. Like anything we've talked about, it takes practice. So I'm going to give you a general outline or step-by-step process. You know, For those of you that like that kind of thing, that might be helpful to start with. So step one, get clear on your intention. Okay, get clear on your intention. Remember how Wayne Dyer used the cover of the book to help visualize already having written the book? What is your intention? Where do you intend to be in your life? So you're telling me we're going on a road trip and I ask you, where are we going? What's your answer going to be? Get as clear as you possibly can on this. The more details, the easier it will be for your subconscious to help you out. And be sure to answer the question, where do you want to go? And not where do you not want to go? Or where do you want to get away from? Okay, so keep it in the positive. Step two is to eliminate distractions. Eliminate distractions. And this is pretty straightforward. Visualization is something you want to do in a quiet place where you can focus and concentrate, where you can place all your energy into the process itself. And step three, experience your intention or endpoint as already having been manifested into reality. Okay, experience your intention or, in, or endpoint as already having been manifested into reality. Picture it as a done deal. Remember, you're not visualizing the steps it takes to get there or even the moment itself. You're visualizing the moment afterwards, after it's already been done. And really experience it. What do you see? What do you hear, feel, smell, and so on? Again, get as specific and detailed as possible. The more emotions, the more sensations there are that you experience, that you really feel, the more powerful it will be for your subconscious. And then the more powerfully it's going to be absorbed and the more readily it is acted upon. All right, so that's basically it. One, two, three. Use your imagination to get clear on where you want to be, whatever your intention is, Then once you have done this, you need to keep feeding the thought with energy and emotion until it becomes your reality. Now, when you're first starting out, you may need to devote more time to visualizing. Take however much time you need. The first few minutes may be the hardest. You may have thoughts come up like, this isn't working. I have better things to do. Thank your mind for those thoughts and keep going. The longer you go, the easier it becomes. If you stop, you're back to zero. So keep going, keep practicing. All right, so that's your home play for this week. Incorporate visualization into your daily practice, even if it's just a couple minutes to start with. It takes time to build new neural pathways. It will happen sooner than you think though, but only if you commit to the process. William Glazer once said, most people do not know that they are motivated by the pictures in their heads and have no idea of how powerful and specific they are. The power of pictures is total. And when we change the important pictures, we change our lives. Think about it. If those basketball players could increase their free throw percentage just by visualizing for a month without even touching a basketball, 
Imagine how good they could have gotten if they combined that with practice. And the same goes for you. Visualization can change your life. Imagine the possibilities that are open to you when you combine visualization with the other strategies and systems that we've already covered. It's limitless. It's up to you. Remember, regardless of the circumstances in your life, you are the writer and director of your reality. So what reality are you going to create for yourself? So before I sign off on this episode, a little bit of housekeeping that I want to take care of. I just want to let you know that I will be off on vacation for the next week. I'm going to be traveling uh, down south to southern Ontario to visit with my brother. I'm looking forward to that. So the next podcast episode will more than likely be out in two weeks time instead of the typical one week. So just a heads up in case you may be wondering, come next week. I'm not leaving you hanging. We all need some downtime once in a while though. So I hope you enjoy your next two weeks ahead. Till next time, I'm Candace Esposito. Keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm.